Hello and welcome to the Let's Taco Bout podcast, where we eat tacos and talk about things. This week, our first week, we're speaking with Ryan Reed, stand-up comedian. I met Ryan uh, at my last gig and saw him do stand-up comedy at a work event and uh, immediately felt a kinship. So super psyched to have him on the show. All right, so I am here with Ryan Reed. That's me. The one, the only Ryan Reed. And we have not one, not two, but three different kinds of tacos to try today. And these tacos are from Iron Cactus. Have you been to Iron Cactus? I have, yeah. It's been a while, though. Um, I have Ooh, chicken. I got two of each because I figured we could fight over. We could each try one and then right. fight over the other ones. Yep. I got chicken. I got carne asada and chorizo. I think. All right, I'll start with a. I'll start with the chicken. Yeah, Let's go for it. Here. I'm gonna start with. Uh, oh no, I got. Yeah, I got carne asada. I think. Oh no, this is pork. I got carnitas. My bad. I'll get this guy. Um, so I walk by this place every day on yeah. my way to work. There's yeah. And I've never tried their tacos. I've been there once. It's that place that's right next to the the creamery. Is that yeah, still there? It's next to yeah. the creamery and CrossFit, which is a pretty ironic place for a taco joint. I think. I mean. Somehow. <laughs> which one did you start with? I think this is chicken. It's pretty good. I'm going with the pork first. So I walk in today, and it's Dollar Taco Day. I mean, they're normally three seventy-five. Oh, it is Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. And I said to the gal, I said, um, "What's the Dollar Taco?" Because they have one for three seventy-five, and it's like meat, cheese, beans. Mm. And I'm like, too much shit. <laughs> so she goes, "Well, if you get the Dollar Taco, it's uh, just cilantro and onions and meat." And I'm like, "Yes." So this was six bucks. Yeah, it's enough to it's enough to get us going. I'm mm. into it. How's the chicken? Plus, we have a we've got some sort of marg that we've paired this with. We are drinking skinny margarita. Watching our figures. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's good. I mean, I'm into any sort of taco. I feel like my bar is not the barriest. <laughs> Did you grow up in California? No, I grew up in Atlanta. Mm. Um, yeah. It's not like California at all. <laughs> <laughs> what are the tacos like in Atlanta? What's uh, an Atlanta taco besides some weird sexual what's metaphor? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, every every Mexican restaurant in Atlanta is just like a made-up Spanish word that doesn't mean anything. And then just like the standard like you know like tacos with like refried beans. That's mm-hmm. it. It's nothing. It's nothing special. Do you remember any of the names? Um. Oh God! I feel like I don't because I've I it, now I'm just thinking of all the San Francisco places right. that actually have names. Because they're the big place in Pittsburgh when I grew up, because I grew up in Pittsburgh, was called Chi-Chi's, <laughs> which apparently mm-hmm. means tits. Mm-hmm. And everyone went to Chi-Chi's, and I mean, no one in Pittsburgh ever knew that that meant tits because that was before the internet. It was like an inside joke for the entire city, right? And probably by the company. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Mexican food in in the South is not it's not very good, surprisingly. When did you get here? I moved here in uh, summer 2014. Okay. So I've only been here a couple of years now. Um, moved here for work. Mm-hmm. Just kind of on a... Took a job that I knew that I was going to fucking hate, but I <laughs> wanted to get out of the South, so... Were you, were you like, looking for a particular job, or were you, like, just wanting to come to San Francisco? Like, what was the inspiration? Yeah, at that point, I just wanted to get out at all yeah um and the west coast like san francisco and la were on my list new york was number one by far yeah um but i didn't really have a great way to get there that wasn't just like moving there and hoping i made it got it um so yeah i I got lucky and the company i was working for at the time bought a startup in mountain view and i like kind of finagled my way into that nice uh and i got to move out here and just 
it worked out. I don't, I don't know how, but no, it's weird. <laughs> Everyone's path out yeah. here is, is is different. But it, tacos is what I wanted to talk about because I didn't even know what Mexican food was till I moved to California. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I lived in New York City for ten years, but ironically. Weirdly, there's tons of Mexicans in New York City, and the tacos are terrible. Yeah, it's just not the same. Same with, yeah, burritos in general. Like, I think I had just a very warped, like, perception of what a burrito should be. Totally. Until I <laughs> until I moved here. Uh, and now the standard's just way too high. I'm going to try the chorizo now. Get in there. I think the funny thing, too, is living out here, now I'm even picky about my Mexican. Even though most mm. Mexican in Northern California is actually pretty good. Yeah. Once I went to San Diego and L.A., and I tried that Mexican... You I just went to San Diego for the first time last weekend. Yeah, how was it? It was amazing. Um, we just ate the whole time. It was actually really cold. It was like a high of 60 the whole time we were there. Which Unusual. Like, yeah, which people weren't fond of, and it rained. Yeah. Um, yeah, the food was fucking awesome. We ate fish tacos like every meal. Fish tacos are pretty outstanding. Mm-hmm. Why did you go? Just for fun? Because you've never been there? Um, one of my friends uh, was having, he had like a, a conference uh, no, it's his spring break, um, oh, right and he just wanted to go for that, so I just met him down there. It's a fast flight, too. Yeah. And it's not that expensive. Yeah, I loved it. And I, the whole any, city's not that expensive. Any flight that's, like, less than an hour, it kind of blows my mind. Same. Well, that's the thing about living in California. Mm-hmm. You can be in so many great places, especially from here. Yeah, it's great. I liked it a lot. I could, I understand why people live there. <laughs> the first time I went to San Diego, I'm like, why don't I come here all the time? And then by the second or third time, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. There's a novelty to it, but yeah. then you're like, there's not a lot to do here. Yeah, there wasn't much. I, I understand why just like just warm weather alone, why people don't leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I like the weather up here because I grew up in like the hottest place on earth or like the hottest and, and muggiest. Um, and I don't miss that at all. So like I, I like Bay Area temperatures, but. You still have family there? Uh, my brother is still there. He actually moved away and then moved back. My parents are no longer there. So I don't really. Mm. Um, which is weird. It's like weird when your childhood home goes away. Yeah, it's um, a, it's a it's a life step. Yeah, and then like here, I guess here is my home now. Right. In my like insert every cliche overpriced apartment <laughs> is home. So <laughs> this is my home now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, part of the reason I'm talking to you is when when I met you, we worked together, and mm. uh, I found out you were a comedian, a stand-up comedian, and I have to tell you, <laughs> I don't know that many. I know a few stand-up comedians, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I know very very few good stand-up comedians, and the first time I, I saw you was at a work function, and you were hilarious. Yeah, it's uh, doing stand-up in front of your company is a is an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd, yeah, you have to write new material just for that because I can't I can't just go up and do my normal shit. Like I needed to keep my job. What's your nor- <laughs> like when you say your like normal shit? Because I know you used to go to Brainwash. Do you still go to Brainwash a lot? I haven't been lately. We can we can get into the like <clears throat> what is my current. Routine. Your current, yeah. Your current comedy. Well, okay. First uh, of all, first of all, Brainwash is this awesome little coffee joint. Yes. Slash laundromat. Slash cafe. Slash cafe yep. in Soma in San Francisco, and uh, I lived around the corner of it for about a year, and they they pretty much have open mic comedy every night now. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think Thursdays there is typically their like bigger open mic night, mm-hmm. and then they'll have some like uh, fairly regulars Friday Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like, it's like the people that have graduated. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a good open mic. They've been running it for like twenty plus years. Yeah, which is um, crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. And 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 as an aside, they're having a hard time because of the new building, which is why I moved out of that neighborhood. There's a brand new, huge, you know, dual, oh, yeah. dual use bullshit. Yep. 
concrete slab that's killing their business. That whole um, like weird that four block radius is like very different than it used to be. Yeah, like two years ago. Mm-hmm. That was when I lived there. Because yeah. you know when I left, it all fell apart. <laughs> um, as an aside, the chorizo is really good. All right, it's a little, it's a little burnt. Noted. So anyway, you were talking about tell me yeah tell us tell tell the listeners and myself about your new comedy. Uh, like, God. What does that entail? What yeah, is it? yeah. So I think when we first met, to be totally frank, I was doing it more than I am now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because life is hard, and you and you get busy, <laughs> especially when it's not your full time gig, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like recently and on my best weeks, I'm doing it like once or twice a week, um, and on my worst, like once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been. I still write pretty mm-hmm. much every day because uh, that's like my like all of my. I just gotta get shit out, you yeah, know. Yeah. Otherwise, I kind of go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still writing, and it's not uh, you know, like half of it is stand up and like that type of material, and the mm-hmm. other half is just uh, like random odds and ends that I'm trying to put together, like screenplays and stuff like that, which is every fucking writer in the world right now. I was going to so. say, that's, that's yeah. a lot. Random uh, things, like screenplays. Yeah, you know, just like every, all the hundreds of thousands of writers in LA trying to do the same thing, so. When you, okay, so like, let's say you have the impulse to write, like, do you yeah. say, I'm in the mood to sit down and try to write some jokes? I'm in the mood, or does it, do you just sit down and see what happens? Like, what's the... Yeah, it depends on the day. So sometimes I, like, have a very specific thing that I want to get out. Sometimes I just feel like I need to write, so I'll sit and think. Um... It depends on what I'm trying to write. Like stand-up material, I can't sit down and just write. That like my best stuff has never come from that. It's it's mostly You're kind like of in on the a shower, whim or like spur of the moment. At yeah, the gym shower or... thoughts. Um, Angry I, at traffic. I take, a, I take a lot of walks, mm-hmm. which sounds like a uh, like old person like. <laughs> I take a like, lot of walks, like in hospice thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just I just like like getting out and like giving myself space to think. Yeah, because I think the weirdest shit comes from just being out in the world. It is weird how one-liners will come to you when you're just like all the time walking down the street. Yeah, and you just remember like you forget that like there are regular interactions that are just really fucking weird until yeah. you see like see them again. Yeah. So just walking around and like seeing people do things and like, I just it just you know it builds a lot of that. Yeah, I, I, I puns hit me a lot when I'm walking all the time. Or yeah. just uh, they're just so they're simple interactions that I think are super fucking weird that I think are like just funny and relatable. I don't know, that's, I guess that's all comedy is just, like, things we all do but don't acknowledge. Do you carry something with you to, like, write it down, or do you use your, like, iPhone, like so many people I know? Yeah, I use my phone, like, most of the time. I try to carry a little notebook with me. Um, like, if I'm just walking around with no backpack or anything, I carry it. I have, a, like, a thick notebook in my backpack all the time um, for, like, when I feel like I When inspiration I got strikes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which sounds something, I guess, but... Uh, but yeah, I think the, like, the reason I started, I guess I can go back to, like, when I, when I started doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, the first, like, set I ever did was at an open mic in high school. Wow. Um, and, I mean, need, like, spoiling story before it happens, but it was terrible. (laughs) Um, You bombed, as they say, in the industry? I don't even know, like, bombing. Was it, like, a talent show? Uh, no, it was, like, an open mic at, like, a local, I I grew up in, like, like a white suburb, so it wasn't and it was in at, school, and it was at like a pizza shop. Oh, no. got it. It was you were out in the in the community. Yeah, like, but but <laughs> this open mic wasn't like comedians doing comedy. It was like like middle aged dudes who like <laughs> are trying not to cheat on their wives <laughs> doing comedy. <laughs> and I was like fifteen um, at this like weird pizza shop. So I did that, and it wasn't. I don't even would. 
I wouldn't consider it bombing. Like, I went up there and I, like, told some things that I thought were hilarious. And I think most people were just like, who the fuck is this kid? And what is he talking about? Um, so that was that. And I always, like, just growing up, I watched comedy all the time. And, like, Comedy Central, like, launched when I start, like when I started gaining consciousness. Yeah. Uh, so I just, there was a lot of that kind of in my life growing up. Mm-hmm. And I, lot, I had a lot of funny, funny friends, too, who were, like, much more ambitious than I am, uh, who just, like, were much more proactive in seeking those things out, and I kind of reaped the benefits of that. Um, and then in college, I, I lived with a couple guys who were basically like that, um, who, one is, uh, like, just fucking hilarious, and he's a really great writer, and he kind of pushed me to do some of that, um, so I started doing more, re- like, regular open mics in college. Got it. Um, and then just kind of carried that into to after so. I, I want to go back to the first experience. Yeah, yeah, because that's really hilarious. First <laughs> of all, you're in a pizza shop. Yep, in Atlanta. Yeah, it's called it's called Rays. Rays in like a suburb outside of Atlanta. Rays, which is the original Rays in New York. There's like yeah, a thousand but, of them, but like not not that wasn't the like, same. Clearly a ripoff. <laughs> or the original Rays. Yeah, no, not at all. The the Atlanta Rays. <laughs> so you're there, and you're there with like a bunch of like middle aged white dudes. Yeah, I was there with no one I knew. Right. Like, this you was just, right so after So you just I, did it. You didn't want anyone to know. You weren't, like, telling oh, all yeah. your friends, hey, no, I'm doing comedy. Come I, on down. This is, like, right after I got a car. Okay. Uh, so I was, I guess I must have been just over 16 at that point. Uh-huh. And I, like, went to this thing. I remember we went to the restaurant with my family, and I saw a sign for it. And I was like, this is it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, this is my break. This is my break. Wow. They're going to notice me. I don't know who the fuck they was. So from but. that moment until you actually got on stage, like, was there, like, did you prepare? Like, what was, like, um, tell me no, the impetus. So that was the other awful thing was that I thought, I, like, didn't realize how stand-up worked, <laughs> it, like, until that point, And I was just like, I'll just have some premises and I'll get up there and I'll, I'll talk through it. It'll be great. Right. Uh, which, like, some comedians can do. Like, mm-hmm. there are comedians that, like, generally know what they're going to talk about and then kind of spin it. Probably not, like, your best option when you've never done it the before. first time <laughs> <laughs> especially when your problems as a 16 year old like aren't relatable to <laughs> but can anyone. you believe these braces yeah <laughs> these rubber bands i tell you just like, talking what did, do you remember any of like what you talked about um i think a lot of it was like like problems i had like watching tv like commercial like, like commercials are so long like sh- <laughs> things like that i didn't have problems i was a i grew up in like a wealthy suburb right <laughs> so did anyone say anything to you? Like, did you feel like what, what did you feel when you left? Like, did um, you... I was only on stage for like three minutes. Uh-huh. I think they gave everyone five to seven, which uh-huh. is like the general format. And I was up there for three, and I ran out of stuff. And I said thanks, and I like walked off stage. Uh, so I don't. I think I like everyone who worked there was also like a huge stoner. So I don't think nice. Like, I think they all just laughed like at me, which like I got a couple laughs, but I think they were all at me. Like, aw. Look but I, I mean, I, I took them. I got, I got well, laughs. Yeah. Take what you can. <laughs> well, that you could tell all the patrons who were there, like with their families and their kids, like some of some of which who were my age. Yeah, who I must have gone to school with. I can't remember if I like recognized anyone. But uh, what, like, did did it give you a bug, like, to keep um, going? Because it doesn't sound like it was that great. Of it. it wasn't like you had this amazing experience where you're like, I must. Keep I gotta going. keep doing it. Yeah. No, I mean, it gave me a bug in that I like I knew being on stage was fun. Mm-hmm. Like I liked people looking and paying paying attention to me <laughs> Duh. which is like the whole yeah i'm just a needy motherfucker but as an aside as someone who also performs um like my girlfriend she's like I, how do you get up there like she doesn't get it she doesn't get that oh, yeah. like she gets in front of people and she's like i don't want to do this you know I have, she has to psych herself up oh no i love it yeah i'm I the mean, same the, i'm like just give me a guitar let's go 
the, like the main reason I do comedy now and like the reason I love it so much is because I'm like a crazy, crazy anxious person. And like for whatever reason, that all that all melts away when mm-hmm. I get on stage. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a lot of people see it as the exact opposite who have never done it mm-hmm. before. They're like, how can you do it? I'd be so nervous. And it, that's it's like one of the few places or like things that I can do to make me not feel that, mm-hmm. um, which sounds super fucking cliche. But, I, it is. I was going to say, yeah. you, you, any you know, any interview you've ever read with anyone that's like a performer, most of them feel that way. Yes. They're like, the only time I'm comfortable. And that's why a lot of them have drug and alcohol problems, because oh, when they're totally. off stage, they're a wreck. Yeah, because it's like a... They can't handle life when they're not in the spotlight. Yeah, when you don't have that high, you got mm-hmm. to fill the gap with something else. Um, but yeah, I don't... It's not that like I feel great because like people are laughing at, like with me and like do... It's just I, I get up there and like everything kind of shuts out. Like I yeah. don't see a, I don't see people. I just see kind of like a mass of like a thing that I need to make like laugh or en- entertain. Do you remember like when you think about the, all the times you've done it? Like, did you ever have a night where you're like, you know what, I am, I'm, I'm the king of this world right now? Like, did you ever just have one uh, moment God. where you're like, this is it? Like, maybe like once or twice. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had like one or two sets where I came off stage and felt really fucking good, especially like where the crowd. Is, was just, like, big, and they were, like, super into it. Yeah. Uh, generally. And, like, other comedians, like, pat you on the back, and they're like, that was a great set. Mm-hmm. Things, things like that. Um, that's the thing about open mics is that, like, generally they're fucking awful, mm-hmm. like, regardless of what you do. Right. Because the crowd is, like, 75% other comedians and, like, their friends. Right. Uh, and it's usually at, like, 11 p.m. on a Monday right. in a laundromat. Right. Right. <laughs> well, it's, as we started with. You're not, like, yeah, you're not in Carnegie Hall every night, so... Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot about what you make it mm-hmm. most of the time, mm-hmm. uh, and you just kind of do what you can. That's why, like, I, I do stand up and I, like, generally say that I am a comedian, but it's, that's a total disservice to the guys who are, like, putting in the hours every night. Right. Um, well, yeah. well, you know, you're here now talking about it, so <laughs> yeah. congratulations. You're the only stand-up comedian in this room, and, and so eating, And welcome. eating tacos, so. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. You've been eating so much. There's two. I, I chowed down on the chicken oh, no, while you're going totally through fun. that story. <laughs> so, okay, so you're doing the comedy, you're doing oh. the stand-up, and then now you're writing st- screenplays. Like, was I, that just you had this idea, like, I have to get it out? Yeah, I think like, that... how does uh, it shift over? That's a... Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know the true answer to that question. I, I think the... Maybe there isn't one. Yeah, the reason I, I dabble in, like, other f- formats yeah. is because I think of funny things that I have trouble converting into standard material. Got it. Um, like, longer form type stuff? Longer. Yeah, just, like, skits or interactions or sketches um, that don't necessarily play well on, on, on stage and stand-up. Or maybe they could, and I just can't figure it out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, uh, like, I've been dabbling in that a little bit. Um, I've done, like, skit writing for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, in college, my roommates uh, would do a bunch of that and, like, make dumb videos and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, like, I think I'm still trying to figure out generally, like, especially for my next big project, which I'm hoping to, like, re-kick off because uh, I attempted to start it a couple months ago and just got busy. <laughs> right. Um, the holidays. Yeah. It's all and, about the holidays. And work and shit. And work. Because I started a new, a new gig. A new gig. Um, Writing. Yep. Yep. As a job. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I... I think for me, that's part of why doing music, it's always been a little separate, mm-hmm. which has been a good context shift for me. And I was always scared if I ever got a job. And I have had jobs where I've had to write music for people or yep. do specific things. And I inevitably hate it. 
I just hate it. Like at some point I'm like, I don't want to sit and like, cause music's such a thing for me yep. that I don't want to sit down and like, listen to your opinion on this or have you tell me this, do you want to change this and this? And yes. Yeah. I mean, the nice part is that my writing gig is not comedy. Yeah, of course. Uh, cause that would drive me fucking insane. Right. Right. If I had to deal with that. So it's all like product and like copywriting. Right. Um, which is kind of a different deal. So yeah, it's nice that I don't get at least day to day. don't get tired of, of like the writing that I enjoy cause I'm not doing that yeah but it is nice that like we get uh we get budget to go to like workshops and trainings and take classes and stuff like that and i'm taking a couple comedy writing classes that i get to expense that's great which is great yeah i mean do you feel like that the the work that you do in the writing space there sort of inspires you on the other side like is there a it's definitely building yeah it's building chops that like i didn't have because i my background isn't in writing at all like i didn't do it i didn't study it in school and Mm -hmm. i didn't really do it a lot until like later in college Mm -hmm. um so it's fair like i'm fairly self-taught in that regard yeah um and i'm not well read in like all the shit you're supposed to read when you're learning to write like fiction right um so yeah, if anything, it just kind of it's helping me build those muscles. It's forcing me to like think about writing in a different way. That's not just like crude humor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying it now. I have no idea what is next. Right. In that world or full time. So you're doing this screenplay thing. Do you have like a? Is it like a movie? Is it a TV show? Like where are you envisioning it like landing? Yeah, like, it's, what's it gonna it's be? the thing I'm working on now is TV. So it's ten. It's technically a teleplay. I think that's a stupid word. Teleplay. Um, is that, is yeah. that a British? Is that like BBC? Is, is, I mean. Or PBS. Miniseries. Either of those two. <laughs> They're the only two channels that will do a teleplay. Yeah, I can't. I don't have the attention span to write a full feature-length movie. Yeah. Uh, so like 30-minute chunks is is way more. It's just how my brain is organized. Got it. Got <laughs> a little it. bit better, yeah. Skits. And too, or, ADD, yeah. too ADD for that. What? Um, so one of, the, one of the things I want to talk about with comedy is... Uh, as the comedian in the room. Mm. Um, I'm finding that, you know, in thinking about what's going on in politics, and, and, and I think comedy's always been this sort of uh, mirror to politics and, and, and what's going on in the world that's the serious stuff. Yes. But I think one of the things I've noticed in this past election cycle, if we could call it that, mm. whatever we want to call it, um, <laughs> is storm. that the comedy and the, the real things going on... There's such there was a, not a lot of delineation for me in moments where it was like this is a comedy. Yeah. And 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 like the best example I can think of right now is I somewhere which of course I don't remember now published a photo of Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. as the person who is our president and like no one batted an eye. It was in some I think I feel like it was in the far like somewhere in like Yep. An Eastern company, but I, I feel like comedy is like it, it owes it owes us something right now that I'm still not getting. Yeah, I think the I mean, there's an interesting like very uh, surface level like what comedy can do for us right now, which is what I think what SNL is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're this is like their fucking dream, like they yeah. have infinite material. Yeah, um, and they're doing good, like they're doing good work. I think they're touching on stuff that like kind of we all think, but they still do have to appeal to like mass mass audiences right. and they have ratings. Right. Um, so I think a lot of the stuff they do is like pr- still pretty simple. I think there's a lot of like s- like stand-up recently, uh, specials that have come out that, that touch on it a little more or at least in a way that um, isn't... I don't even know how to explain it. I think it's it's really easy to look at what's happening and like kind of poke fun or make like really silly jokes or call them dumb or whatever. Right. Just poke fun at Trump. I think that's that's easy. Yeah. I think to talk more about the issues and kind of like the like what is happening at a broader level, not Trump, but just like 
blatant racism across the country yeah. and things like that. I think there's a, an interesting way to talk about it. Um, Gerard Carmichael's special came out yesterday. Who is, I missed that one. Uh, Gerard Carmichael is a, a amazing stand-up comedian. Okay, He's I'll like check him out. my age and actually does work. Um, <laughs> he calls himself a comedian and <laughs> yeah. needs it. Yeah, he makes money doing it. Um, well, hold so, on. Okay, <laughs> let's bookmark that. Keep going. Yeah, okay. So Gerard, Gerard uh, talk Ger- about Gerard. Yeah, Gerard Carmichael. Um, yeah, a special came out yesterday on HBO. He talks a lot about just like, uh, which, like being black in America, essentially, which is not a new topic, but he talks about it kind of, kind of from the sense of like, like being a young person being black every day and like what that means, especially mm-hmm. when we're subjected to things like, like we are today, like mm-hmm. in the media. Um, and just kind of like what <laughs> I feel like I'm beating around a bush that I probably shouldn't like <laughs> go for it whatever's comfy. Yeah, I mean there's a political party in this country right now that's just straight up racist. <laughs> it feels like it and like people have to live with that. Yeah. Like people of color and women and like I'm not saying like white people are excluded from this especially right. We can like, leave them out for yeah, now. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> they've had their They're time. Doing okay. <laughs> they've had they've done fine. But, like, people have to live every day seeing the shit on the news where people are just clearly saying, like, we don't like you. Yeah. Especially, like, I can't even imagine growing up right now. At least I have, like, somewhat of the capacity to, like, frame this stuff in a relative sense. Yeah. Just being, like, my age. But I can't imagine being, like, a a 10 or 12-year-old seeing these headlines every day and being, like, a being brown or being, like, a, a little girl right now. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Well, you know, and, and <laughs> I, I think for me, I, I, I will I will claim the ignorance of the bubble that I was living in mm-hmm. before this because I really thought I thought for some reason we were moving post racial. You know what I mean? Like we were. I mean, it kind of felt like it. It did. It felt like you know we're all humans here, and like global warming is going to kill everyone anyway. So maybe we should just accept <laughs> that you know if you strip off the outer layer, we're just the same set of bones. But yeah. somehow. And and sometimes I think you know is this something uh, you know is it something it's 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 something they're they're keeping mm-hmm. going to distract us from these other bigger things like yeah I mean the fact it's, the Earth is dying yeah it's always it's always a group yeah like I don't I think the ironic thing is that like in the late 1800s and early 1900s it was Catholics mm-hmm. like Catholics were the ones that were persecuted and right. now you have Paul Ryan who's like a staunch Catholic who's clearly just like an Islamophobe. It's just it's like every decade there's like a new there's a new group and we got to shit on them a and new, like in like the old groups who got shit on like somehow don't realize that like they, right yeah it's absurd no it's the the, the ridiculousness um, so anyway I, I bookmarked what you <laughs> said a real he's a, he is a comedian yeah yep because I, I I'm gonna use it because it's a relevant example like mm. you know we we have someone who's a president that's not getting paid and he calls himself the president so. That gets me to the bigger question is, if you're not getting paid to do something, are you the are you that person? Like, I call myself yeah. a musician. No, that's fair. You know what I mean? No, okay. That I should, yeah, I should have rescinded earlier comments. No, you I, can, you don't you have, can... I, I think it's funny that, no, I, this is a common thing with my friends. Yeah. It's like, well, what do you do? And immediately... I think that was more a judgment of myself, for what it's worth. Not, Got it, okay. So, like, I feel like I... I feel weird calling myself like a true comedian because there are dudes putting in the hours and like, sure, you know what I mean, right? Um, and like making it their career, and I do it like once a week. Um, so part of it was like, prote- I feel I f- like I have so much respect for those dudes, and right. I don't, I don't want to like, 
I don't want to steal the the name mm-hmm. uh, inappropriately, so I feel there was part of that. But you know, maybe you could say you're you're not a working man's comedian. That is absolutely true because you're still a comedian. You know, you're not out there hitting the club seven nights that's, a week. That's fair. Or a journeyman comedian. <laughs> maybe you need a different, you know. I'm a clown. Because you're a funny guy. <laughs> like, you're funny. Like, that's why I said, hey, come over. Let's talk about comedy. It's but... like out of necessity, though. Not <laughs> Comedy <laughs> is my way of dealing with life. Well, with the world, yeah. I, all the great comedians say that. No, right? that's true. Like, you, you talk to Louis C.K., he's apparently this miserable person that, like. Yeah, if you read anything about Robin. Yeah, uh, like Robin Williams, great yeah. example. Um, yeah, the dude. Yep, I won't get into that, but... <laughs> okay, let's take a break yep. and refill our glasses. Okay, so at this point, we took a break and talked about a bunch of heavy, heavy stuff that easily could each warrant its own podcast. Uh, but instead, we just poured another margarita and uh, and kept, kept it going because it was going great. So back to our interview. Okay, we've poured another drink. Yep. Uh, talk and we had, we did, we did, we had about five minutes of talking about what we we're going to talk about next. <laughs> just, you just got a plan. Just to be transparent. So one of the things that we discussed was, uh, which I, I share with you, is anxiety and stress, mm-hmm. and maybe how your creativity plays into that uh, on different levels. And you had said something about your comedy helps you with that. Yeah, I I, it's a big reason why I write. I think a lot of my anxiety comes from having so much in my head and just not getting it out um, from just having like an overactive brain. And a lot of that stuff, like I generate myself, it's like, it's kind of a, like a vicious cycle of Mm -hmm. like thinking about things and then thinking about things related to those things and never like getting it out. Yep. So writing and getting on stage, uh, kind of, it like helps with that in just that I feel like I'm sharing and Mm -hmm. like kind of just dumping. Yeah. um, Which is nice. Um, Do you feel like you're, like, contributing to, like, something greater on um, some level? God, that's the, like, that's the goal. I don't know if that's, like, always what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I share a lot of bullshit, too. Like, a, sure. lot of, a lot of, like, like my my bits aren't about anything necessarily. Sure. Um, I mean, Seinfeld made a whole career out of that. That's, so this is true. On that. Yeah, I don't think there's, like, I don't, I don't feel a pressure to, but right. I also, like, acknowledge that a lot of the stuff that I write that I think is funny is not, like, accomplishing a particular goal other than making people laugh. Yeah. Uh, it's not, like, socially conscious a lot of the time or anything. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, It's funny to think about purpose. Like, is there a purpose to this? Yes. But I think the more you get away from that, probably the more real. It's actually easier to write yeah. when I stop thinking about that. Right. I... I my entire life, I've really struggled with like self censorship, mm-hmm. um, whether it is in stuff that I write um, mm-hmm. or like material that I perform on stage or like what I wear, like what I sit, like say around people. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I'm like just growing up, uh, I was always conscious of like what I came off as and like how people thought of me. Sure. Um, which is like that's a whole fucking another fifty minute conversation. <laughs> 15 um, more like hours yeah. and hours <laughs> um, therapy bills so yeah so there's like there's there's some of that that plays into what I I write too and that like sometimes I feel irresponsible not writing about things that like have a, a higher purpose like that like mm-hmm. not writing about like r- my experience with like race and being mixed and things mm-hmm. like that um, and instead just writing about like like dick jokes <laughs> like <laughs> things that I truly enjoy right um, especially now, like especially sure. at, at, with what's going on. So yeah, like we should be doing more 
and then what does that mean? Yeah, you know? I don't. I have no idea what that means. I, I went through this. I I was. I said to. Uh, I said to my girlfriend in October. I think it was October. Yeah, it had to be. It was before the election. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I'm not going to perform live next year. I'm going to take the year off, and I'm just going to like focus on writing songs and recording and doing everything but mm-hmm. all the shit that goes into like getting a band and scheduling and yep. finding gigs. And sure enough, once November rolled around, I played more. <laughs> I played more shows in the last four months. Yeah, because that's all I like. To me, that's like this is my. This is me dealing with it. This is me dealing with the the anxiety of the world right now. Oh yeah, because I just have to get out there. I, you need something. Yeah, and I, I have to get out and release it somehow. I can't imagine not putting stuff out there right now. Right. I, I feel, mean, people I, I know awful. that have never done anything yeah. are like, yep. hey, I'm going to learn to play the drums. Cool. You should. You know what I mean? Like, it does release this thing. Yeah, if you can afford to. Like, if you right. are in the position to, to, and you have some time to do yeah. a thing, like, you should absolutely... I mean, even journaling. You know, you yeah. sit down, buy a Moleskine or just a piece of paper and just mm-hmm. write. Yep. You know, write something down. There's a, a not to quote Louis C.K. again. He's like, get off your phones and pick up a napkin and write something. Yeah. You know, like do something physical that reminds you that there's a world here that we're in. Yeah. There's a, I, that's interesting that you bring that up. I think recently I've been just trying to like not do anything digital, yeah. which feels super hipster, just like writing in a notebook <laughs> in a coffee shop, but um, like not bringing my laptop everywhere and like putting my phone away for like most of the day on weekends. Right. Um, because I just realized how much of my attention and my time and, like, even the the, the things that I wanted to write and produce were being tainted by yep. just, like, totally. this bullshit. <laughs> like, this feed of constant bullshit. Right. Um, and a lot of it, like, I totally like I totally relate to that bullshit. Like, I, I read that news and I get angry and I want to write something, like, a quick status about how I'm angry. Um, but ultimately, I don't think it fucking I am angry. means anything. Right. And it just detracts from, like, what my brain should be focusing on, which is the stuff that makes me happy or the stuff that I think will, will make other people happy. So. Well, I do uh, – you write some funny shit on Facebook. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't <laughs> – like, I don't really – like, fa- Facebook's fascinating, you know. Yeah. I was an early adopter. I worked there for several years. Mm-hmm. And um, I am fascinated by it. As much as I loathe it and hate it and, like – threaten to get off of it all the time. It's a weird place. There is something fascinating about the uh, the uh, just variety of how people engage with this thing. Mm-hmm. And I think when people, it's hard to say one person should or should or shouldn't write this or that. But then there's this whole other side of me that's like, can we like have a test or something? Like, <laughs> is there, can we do some sort of, you know, is there some sort of like, stopping point where yes. we can say you know what this person does not get an account which is yeah i agree besides age i agree which is the weirdest thing we use in the world for things age gotta be 13 you have to be yeah or 21 to drink or 16 <laughs> to drive yep and... um yeah i don't i don't really talk about serious shit on on social media there's enough for, of that yeah Except for this, the, like, I write stuff about, like, what I've been through in my life, which is uh, its own thing, not, yeah. like, politics. But yeah. I always feel weird sharing my political opinion, one, because all of my friends are, like, crazy liberals. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like I'm contributing much. Yeah, you're just <clears throat> yelling in a bucket. And two, like, I, I, I think I'm, like, well-read and, like, know my shit. But I also, like, I don't think my, like, someone else reading my opinion is super informative. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Most of the stuff that I write and that I tweet and shit is just... You're like dumb. 
Yeah. It's just like <laughs> stupid shit that I think of that I think will make people happy. It's right. As I was going to say, yeah. I think that's the best shit. Like it's, it's absurdist in a way that, and most of the time I, the people I like the stuff they write the most, it's because they're saying something that is so ridiculous that there might be someone that reads it that like a light bulb does actually go off in their brain. Yeah. You know, like I maybe just, this will, maybe this will be the thing you read, which never is the, never is the case. Totally. That will change some perception you have. I just think completely it's, off. it's good for people to remember that like there is, this sounds cheesy as fuck, but like there's happiness in the world if right. you choose to see it. Right. Um, and you don't have to constantly be in this like state of like what the fuck is happening. Like right. obviously you, you can and should be at times because right. the world is insane right now. Right. Um, but you also don't have to be in that space all the time. Like you 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 can and should like mm-hmm. for your own mental health, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of break out of that bubble and mm-hmm. like get the fuck off Facebook and go find something that that you enjoy. Right. Um, because like what's what the fuck is the point? Otherwise, there's this reminds me of um, I was in New York City when the blackout happened. I don't know if oh yeah it affected yep. you. Were no. you in Atlanta at that point? Yes. I don't think it went it that far not, south. No, I think it went to like Baltimore. And it was, I think it was 2003, I want to say, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong. And it was, I think, four or five days, mm-hmm. let's say. But it was the most amazing experience. Right. And everyone, I mean, it was it was not that long after 9-11. Everyone felt the 9-11-ness when it first happened. Mm-hmm. And then once we realized everything was cool, it was like... This is like, it's like a snow day. Yeah. (laughs) It's like everyone gets a snow day, but without television, without anything. Yep. And there was such a feeling of community, like going to the store and people like, you know, buying a six pack and then then write down your credit card number. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll just write, you know, if you don't have any cash, we'll just, we'll spin this. He's like the knuckle buster to like take a print. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like that feeling is like kind of, I I miss that. You know, I miss snow days when I grew up in the Northeast because my sister and I talked yesterday and she's like, I can't wait to have off tomorrow. It's going to be a huge snowstorm. And in my mind, I'm like, there's probably not going to be a huge snowstorm. This is like the new, the new reel is there will be and there's not. And sure yep. enough, everyone's making fun of it again yep. on social media. Always. It doesn't happen. Yeah, but. I don't know. I, I, I promise I'm not. It sounds like I'm crazy optimistic and just want to be happy all the time. The like, which is clearly not true. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be a comedian. Um, you wouldn't be a writer. Yeah. You have something to get out that's Oh, no, I totally... That. Happy people make terrible art. Com- I completely agree. Which is, there's an interesting... Like, I've been Dave struggling. Matthews Band. I've been... I'll leave that one alone. Sorry, I just I'll said t- that. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm sure they're a fine band. I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> Sorry. Jimmy Buffett. Uh, okay, there. I'll stand right. by Jimmy Buffett. Anyway, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I don't even... I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, Happiness, sadness. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, comedy, art. I... Like, anxiety and depression is something that I've struggled with, like, for my, most of my adult life, Mm -hmm. like, college until now, Mm -hmm. which is not that long. Um, But I, I have, like, acknowledged that, like, my, my best shit comes from when I am not, like, there, there are ebbs and flows. You, like, you go up and down and you feel good and then you don't. My best shit by far comes from, like, somewhere in the middle of that ebb and flow to, like, the bottom. Sure. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Which I, which I know is just a truth for me. Like, yeah. I pull from personal experience and I pull from my like feels yeah. and I know what comes out of that. And, yeah. and a lot of the times it's really funny. Like it's not just super depressing dark shit, but right. it's like things that I notice about the world. Uh, and I think this is true for a lot of people that like you just don't really look at or think about when right. you're like super happy because you like are happy and are yeah. just thinking about being happy. Sure. Um, but it's also like it's a little like self-perpetuating. So like I'll get into these moods where I'm like, 
I don't feel great and I'm like not super confident right. and I'm like super anxious and I kind of dig into that to yeah. like get the get the good nuggets yeah. and then I just get so much more anxious and depressed. <laughs> and Which you would think it would be the opposite. You'd think it would be some sort of like amazing catharsis. I mean it feels good to put it out there yeah. and you get that like kind of temporary like especially if you, if you publish something and people enjoy it if you like go on stage and you kill like people like it you get that temporary high for like a day a day or two mm-hmm. um, and it feels really good and it like it, it pushes me to keep writing yeah um but if i like let that go or if i like kind of let it fall off the cliff it like i will tank every, interesting. every time interesting um do you notice cycles of it like have you noticed like in the time period like if you looked at your the data of your life so far like is it seasonal um i mean part of it's definitely seasonal like when i'm in the sun i'm just happy mm. generally mm-hmm. um like and then this, you're ter- a terrible like this past writer. weekend so like <laughs> in in san francisco in january it did not it did not not rain. Right. It rained the whole fucking month. It did. Which it is was, which is weird for us. It was shitty. Um, or like weird for the last five years, but not before, is, right. is what I've been told. Right. Um, so yeah, it was awful. And I just felt the whole month I was like sad. Yeah. Just like, not like crying, like mopey, but like I didn't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. I like didn't really leave my apartment. Right. I just kind of like tried to write. Right. Um, and then like, but I also wrote the most that month. The most that month. Right. Like I, I was posting stuff like pretty much daily. Um yeah, and I, I just realized, like, the the more I am in that, like, the more stuff I produce. But there's a happy medium, too, because I don't just being feeling shitty for, like, that to, much time. Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> time it's not good. No, it's not healthy <laughs> for you or anyone around you. No, especially when you have, like, a full-time job and you need to, like, function as a human. Yeah. And you can't just, like... Chug some coffee and get yeah. back in the game. Yeah. There's I read a really interesting article about the grunge, the Seattle grunge movement, mm. and it talked about how the the biggest reason it happened was because of the weather in Seattle, because it's shitty all the time. Yeah. So kids had to go down in their basement and figure out something to do, and then they got angry because it's shitty all the time, and then boom, here comes grunge music. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you think about things like reggae, you know, which is like from Jamaica, and like it's like warm and yeah, happy, it's and it's happy, like yeah. this whole thing. So I think there's definitely something to how the weather affects like how you c- come up with your art. Yeah, yeah, um, they're like crazy dark death metal bands from like the Nordics. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just because it's fucking cold all the time. Right, or ukulele music from Hawaii. Which can you listen to a ukulele song and not be happy, or it's true. or or feel this weird melancholy sense of <laughs> ah? I, who was the dude? There was the dude. He was like a, a the bigger dude. His name played. is real long, and I'm not gonna try. Yeah, it, he but. the guy that passed away, but he did all the the ukulele covers of everything. The only thing I remember about that guy, aside from his somewhere. Over the rainbow right. co- cover right. is that when he died, they cremated him, uh-huh. and then they they had a ceremony where they just spread his ashes like uh-huh. on like on a group on like a crowd of people, <laughs> and they all just like screamed and they loved it. That's wow. That, you know what? That's how I. That's a good way to go. That's how I want to go. <laughs> spread me on everyone. Just <laughs> put me out there. I don't even care if they don't know. Like you could dump it off a building onto just people walking random, down the random sidewalk. strangers yeah. going. What? What is this ash in my eye? Like what is happening? But here? I am then a part of them, and they don't even. They don't even, they don't know, even know it. Know. Well, then you should have it dumped in the water supply. That's really the <laughs> and key. Have people drink me, or just yeah, just do like. <laughs> I, don't wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to be drink. <laughs> You want it to be, you know, have a bar do a special with a a shot of Ryan. Just on the rim. (laughs) A rim of Ryan. The rim of Ryan. That is a whole other conversation. Uh, I don't even know where we went there. Mm. Um, (laughs) Where were we? So, yeah, the the dude, and he's got the ukulele, but the songs are sad, but yet somehow they're still kind of uplifting and happy because they remain in Hawaii. 
Yeah, you know but the song is inherent. Like the the message of the song, right? Is is horrifyingly depressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just the way he plays it, even the original song and the way it's performed, it's totally. like super happy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I get it. I struggle with anxiety. Uh, I think it, I remember when it first hit me in college, probably like high school to college, mm-hmm. and just laying in bed at night and just being like, yeah, what is this existential bullshit? You do you know, know where does yours like? What are you anxious about? I where does it come from? I don't. You know, I don't know. I. I, the research I've done on myself, which is extensive, um, is that uh, I I had trouble breathing when I was, like, born. Mm-hmm. So anytime I feel, like, out of breath sometimes, uh, I get crazy anxiety. Like, yeah. on stage sometimes, I'll be singing, like, my ass off, and all of a sudden I can't breathe. And just for a split second, I'm like, whoo! You know, I get this, like, crazy uh, rush. It's like a survival thing. It's a survival thing. Yeah. And knowing that, like, is half the battle, but it still doesn't stop totally. the fact that no, the feeling I mean, you will can't... hit you control it most of the time right especially that deep there's like when i talk to people about anxiety they're like yeah i have it too i get like nervous when i talk in front of people and i'm like okay that's not that's you're just nervous there's like a deep-seated like pity your stomach a little like body shaky why had i like you can't it just happened i had serious uh panic attacks yeah for about two years on and off and I had no idea how to control them. Yep. They would just hit me. And anyone that's had pain, it's like m- t- talking to people about migraines mm-hmm. or back pain. And people are like, yeah, I've had And they're like, oh, I've had a migraine. Yeah. <laughs> I had one the other day and I went and to the movies. Like, Shut it's your like, fucking you're, mouth. You're, you're never... debilitated. <laughs> it's a debilitating, terrible thing that happens. Yep. And it's the same thing with panic attacks. If you've never had one, like yep. you do think the world's ending. In yeah. your world, you're dying. It's like, awful. I'm done. You, you it's like, over. You very quickly are like, I, I might need to call 911. Yep. Like, I think I'm dying. I'm going to dial 911 and just wait a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. My hand wait, on the one. Wait it out. But yeah, I do think it's some of that. And, and you know, exercise, diet, mm. meditation. Yep. Doing I know I've something. like cut caffeine to like try to. Cutting make... caffeine. Jeez, that's a huge one. Yep. So, you know, smoking the right strain of pot helps. I had to, I had to stop recently because it was making me more anxious. Wrong strain. I, well, I tried like everything. I think I was, I was smoking like. Every day, for the most part. Okay, well, that might, yeah, that's yeah, a lot. Yeah, so I think I just need a break. Right. You got to hit back to your baseline. I have a, yeah, I have an addictive personality. So. Yeah. You're an addict. Most yeah. of us are. I mean, I'm addicted, yeah, I'm addicted to anything I enjoy. What would you, like, when I write, do you feel more comfortably say, you, do you feel more comfortable saying you're an addict or a comedian? Ooh. Addict. <laughs> Why? I don't know, because I, I just feel like it's so much more true. Uh, like, I have so much more evidence <laughs> of, that, of that being true. Addict is, is a, well... No, I guess they're about the same. They're both an umbrella category. Yeah. But. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm addicted to anything I, I like, like, which is food. Sure. Like, when I, I, I binge all the time. It's not good. Yeah, are you, do you work out a lot? I do. To Does it help your anxiety? It. Does it help, like... It definitely helps. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it also, like, one of the reasons I work out is because I'm anxious about, like, my body and mm. stuff like that. So, like, there's a weird... Yeah. Yeah. No, I have huge body issues. I just ignore them and yeah. just like plow through. Oh, uh, they like, tear, like they tear me apart. Well, <laughs> I, I, you know, you find you find someone that like I have somebody that just accepts me, which yeah. is a double edged sword because it's like I'm gonna get that pizza. That's true. Because yeah. I can, and yep. I'm, I don't. I'm not, I might not be naked in front of a stranger next week. You know what I mean? Like, no, that's, that's fair. And it's and and for me, the cycles were always break up, lose twenty or thirty pounds. Yes. Get back in a relationship, scope back up, you know. That's pretty normal, though. I feel like once you, like, get comfortable with a person. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm the same way. I've always wanted to be just, like, my best shape all the time. I do when I'm single, which is right right now. Just a quick quick. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Ryan's single. Quick for dudes, by the way. I'm not. I, you know, I... (laughs) Yes. I mean, 
I'm not I'm not sexist, but no, I, I get I am, it. We all have our things. I am very gay, so I'm no. <laughs> um, I, I think that I think that the the body image stuff is. And it's also because I'm way older than you. Like at some point, you just like your body's like this is it. Mm. You know, I'm gonna. <laughs> you can you can think whatever you want, but this is how it's gonna go. I do feel like the up and down for me is not healthy at all. Right, like I, it's the, not. the elasticity of my body is gonna give out eventually. It does. Yeah. At some point, it's like okay, we're tired. <laughs> yeah, we're tired. I'm like an old balloon. I <laughs> I I play racquetball, which is embarrassing and awesome at the same time. And um, it's pretty white. My it's very it's old man white too. My ankles hurt so bad after I play racket. Like they literally, like I go home and I'm like, I should ice these. I don't because I figure if I start icing or putting icy hot or any of the fucking weird shit that old dudes do, that's that's like a creams and paste. I'm a, and, yeah, it's yeah. like I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a relic at that point. So I mean, but, yeah. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> what else should we talk about? We have five more minutes. That's a good question. Uh, there's one taco left. It well, is uh, the best one in my opinion. So you should that eat down. It. All right, I'll eat it. Um, so, okay, we talked about uh, one of the things we didn't really. So the comedy and 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 what's going on right now mm-hmm. in the world. I I think there's a lot of um, there's a, you go for it. it. You eat. There's a lot of sensitivity. That um, seems to be coming to the surface around race, around sexism, um, all these things that I think are really leading us away from bigger issues that are affecting everyone. Mm. And I think one of the things I I would like to see more of is comedians. And I just saw a, the new Amy Schumer special, which yeah, <laughs> you, Ryan rolled his eyes. <laughs> I I was a little let down, and here's why. I felt like there were some bigger issues that she could have been tackling yeah. outside of her own body image, what people think of her, mm-hmm. the media. Yes. It, it felt way more, um, and I didn't, I, I like her, Yeah. but I felt she has a platform, and she needs to do a little more. Madonna, same yes. way. Madonna spoke at the whatever, Yeah. the Women's Right March or wherever it was. I'm sorry, I don't remember. I think Cher was there too. And Madonna said something, and it was like the most generic... Yeah, I'm like you're. These are the people we need to step up, and not give a shit. Yes. Yeah. I. Uh, she is a fantastic comedian. I did not enjoy her most recent special yeah, for, the, for this for the same reasons. Like it just felt really easy. Yeah. Um. But I agree. Yeah. I think, it, it, particularly from like the the people whose voices matter the most, which is women, like the women who are experiencing those things. Yeah. Um. We were talking about this before we started the the second half of this, but. Like, I am an ally all day, uh, and I can, like, I will be as supportive as I possibly can, but, like, mm-hmm. my voice ultimately, like, carries so much weight as a dude. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. That, like, what we need is for the women with those platforms, and there are a lot of them out there doing fucking amazing work totally. to, to further this. But, like, the women who have that platform to, like, to say the shit that needs to be said. Yeah. Um, that being said, like, she, like... She, she is not like hyper political, so it's totally fine. I mean, in some regards, well, so it's totally fine that like in this special, maybe she decided not to focus on it. So be it. Like I'm right. not criticizing that aspect. Sure, but like I don't, I don't know with how many with how many people she reaches. You right, think there was a message that could have been told. There's there, a lot you could do aside from just like pussy jokes. <laughs> but Annie Lennox uh, came out this week. Did you see that? She had a nice no thing. I mean, it was something along the lines of uh, like it's good that this is happening. Yeah, like basically that was her message. Like we need we the people need to shake up and realize we're all in this together. Yeah, I mean even here in San Francisco, like working in tech, which mm-hmm. has its own fucking yeah, 
God bless. Yep. Yep. Like, I mean, I work in hiring, so I'm, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you know, it's so tough. I just, I work with like some of the most incredible women I probably will ever work with, mm-hmm. at least in like a, like a business and product building capacity. Yeah. That just gets so much bullshit mm-hmm. from like 22 year old engineers mm-hmm. that are dudes mm-hmm. for no reason mm-hmm. other than the fact that they're women. Yeah. Like, yeah. These women have, especially these like more tenured women who have spent like 20, 25 years building their careers and right. just proving that they're fucking amazing. Right. And they still have to deal with just like a kid. Well, and, you know. <laughs> for just the fact that they're a woman. It's absurd. It's, God, we could do more, way more episodes. Yeah, we have like, <laughs> I'm like we have a couple left. minutes. I don't know why I brought this up. I know. It's, left, it's totally, <laughs> I think that, you know, one of the reasons I got into doing this was because I saw a lot of that. Yeah. And I was like, you know, how do we get, and, and luckily I work with, creative people and creative people we look at work first yes. work always comes first yep. we look at a portfolio it doesn't have to be a name attached to it and people judge and if we could get there with everything else you know where we could just get the judgment piece based on merit and somehow mm-hmm. which you know is, is 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 literally pretty much impossible but you know get as close as we can get to that yeah um but then you couple that with a whole a whole generation of overpaid uh under uh underappreciative people, yep. especially in tech. Yep. You know, where you're handing what are we what are we making when we when we hand a twenty three year old fucking person? monsters is yeah, what we're they're, making. They're monsters. Yeah. And and oh by the way, you're we'll we'll feed you, do your laundry, give you a ride to work. Yep. Um, you know, and you'll use an app for everything else. So That's it's what, like Yeah, I just like it's great that we we're so like progressive and we're doing shit here that like will further like humanity theor- sure. theoretically. Sure. But like I I can't Imagine that what we're doing to these people and giving these people is good for their long term right. like health. There's just no fucking perspective at all. Right. Like there are people who are about to lose their health care that or who are about to they're, they're like about to have to pay 15k in healthcare a year and they make like 20k. Yeah. So they essentially won't have health care. Right. And like people here can't fucking wrap their minds around that because nope. they make they're 22 and they make two hundred thousand dollars. Right. Like. What are we doing? <laughs> no one. Well, first of all, no one needs that much fucking money ever. No, no. Like once you make over X, which is probably like eighty, yeah. Donate that shit. Like yeah. no one needs that much money. Yeah. And two, like n- no one needs that much money at this age. Like what the right. fuck do you do with all that cash right. when you're 22? Right. I would literally just buy pot. I would spend it all on weed. You'd move on. You move on to bigger drugs. Yeah, but I'd because s- you're an addict. Yeah, no, it's good point. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, thanks for coming by <laughs> for the Let's Talk About podcast. I feel like I have to make it clear that I am I have never been. I, t- I don't do other drugs. I want to keep my job. What do you got, <laughs> Brian Reed? Everybody, and that sums up uh, an amazing inaugural first Let's Talk About It podcast. Uh, here at earhopper.com and we will see you next Tuesday for another exciting edition.